it's a wait it's fine I really want to sing my song again. No, I really don't want you to. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear my song? No. It's not mine, but I like it. So here we are. We're back. Um, It feels like forever. I know. It's only been a week. I and know. And there's a baby here. You guys, it's so weird that there's a baby. <laughs> yeah. I was saying. I remember. <laughs> like, hello, I watched you be pregnant the last Bake it. nine mm-hmm. months but now that the baby's here it just feels so weird like there's a baby here i know bunny feels the same way like you guys didn't know it was coming or something she's so great though man <laughs> you know you everybody knows i'm not the fan of babies but i really love this baby she's really cute she's little she's a little over she's like five and a half pounds She's a teeny and, um, one. She's like a good length. She's like 18 and a quarter inches. Mm-hmm. And she's just a little chicken. She is. Her, her legs. little legs are skinny. They're so cute. <laughs> really cute. Her baby clothes don't really fit her yet. She has preemie diapers. Yeah, they look like baby alive diapers. I was like, these are doll diapers. They are. On we her. were dying laughing when we saw them because I had a pack from the hospital that... um is preemie size i didn't even know that fucking existed i didn't either i always you know thought newborn was the smallest even when i was like ordering diapers and stuff and i saw those and i was cracking up because there's like your they're like cell phone holders yeah like your phone it's will bigger. fit in those diapers yes <laughs> so funny and she's so not that babies are bad but she's just so good she, yeah yeah she don't fuss for no reason like Mm-mm, just when she wants to eat and she wants to eat a lot but like, when she gets squirmy and like you know makes her little grunts and shit so just because she wants to eat they're so cute yeah she's a good baby i'm learning a lot because she's early you know um the doctors were like she's gonna be like this because basically she's supposed to still be in the womb right now mm-hmm. so um you know she's just she's the only baby i have that likes to be swaddled and shit i'm sure that's why yeah um because she's supposed to still be baking right now yeah so in a month you don't know she might have a whole new attitude like this is when i'm (laughs) supposed to be here so now like yeah shit it might change (laughs) oh man it's been an experience Mm mm-hmm so i'll announce her name um that this is one of the perks of you know, listening to the show and like, because I haven't posted her. I posted her toes. Yeah. <laughs> and I posted her side profile when I was still in the hospital, but I haven't posted her yet. And I don't really know why I'm holding out, but I'm just kind of holding We're out. waiting for People <laughs> Magazine to contact. Right. Then then I'll do it. Duh. But, um, <laughs> they, I promised them the exclusive. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny. She looks different every day every day every day she's like a different person but she hella 
like all my kids when they were little, they all look alike. Like I pulled up a picture of me and Bunny from when Bunny was, you know, a newborn and she looks just like this baby. When she first came out, I was like, oh my God, she looks like Bunny. And then I'm like, oh my God, she looks like Stinkers. Yeah. They all, I mean, basically they just all resemble me. And you have really strong genes. My genes are superior. Definitely. (laughs) if anyone ever wants to reproduce with me, just know (laughs) it's going to look look like like me. You don't really matter (laughs) no you don't really count at all in the process i took a picture of you know the baby laying in her little bed in the hospital and patafria laying in in her bed and they're like right next to each other and it's like little twins the side profiles yeah it's like little twins it's funny even the nurses that were coming in at the hospital they were like she looks a lot like you Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i i did that Mm, for sure yeah um okay well i'll just we'll start with her name it's so adorable so her name is santana which i planned on pretty early on like uh i was thinking of s names and that one stuck out and you know i I always wanted a gender neutral name Mm -hmm. anyway so that i had some other ideas but none i really liked as much as that one so that's her first name so her full name is santana maria soledad and i won't say her last name i love it i love that name i love soledad too is by this is after this great lady you (laughs) so that's one of her middle names and then soledad is my great my great grandma's name my grandma's mom so i love it family name um again doesn't sound too feminine Mm -mm. and it's an s name so yeah i like it a lot yeah so she's here that was goddamn that was an experience listen we talked about i've said it on the show a million times i begged for a c-section um Mm -hmm. you know i watched my i didn't watch the c-section but i watched my cousin heal from hers and i was like uh you know she's in some pain but at least i was like at least it's her stomach and not her crotch right Mm -hmm. and i just thought it was um really simple they cut the baby they pull the baby out i just know a lot of people that had smooth ones i just feel like i have ptsd it gave me a really false sense of what the fuck i had in store um oh my my cousin that i'm very close to her baby she just had her baby a few months ago so me and her were pregnant at the same time that was her second c-section i watched her go through it like a champ that bitch is a warrior she was literally shopping the same week um you know at home cleaning house being keeping her household up like doing shit fine you know Mm -mm. so it gave me a really false sense i even got a little sassy um you fucking i read messages you know messages from people that that were writing to me and saying shit like girl i couldn't even pick up my baby like i was fucked up and i would get hella mad like bitch why are you trying to scare me like knock it off i'm gonna be fucking fine good thing everybody's different yeah you know i was like not hearing that shit i mean you know because like plus don't i'm already i have anxiety and shit don't trigger that shit and get it going worse for me but I really was preparing myself for a smooth ride and that shit, Mm -mm. I feel like I got hit with a chainsaw. From an outside perspective. I look like I got hit with a chainsaw. It was scary and it was, um, it was really brutal. 
It was a very, I was cold. I went into this cold, bright, the brightest bright room that you could go in was the operating room. There was like 10 different doctors in there. There was was a a pediatrician, an anesthesiologist, two surgeons, like all these. Oh my fucking God. There was at least 10 um, medical professionals. Yes. All staring at me masked up and shit in hazmat suits. It looked like, and I'm sitting there terrified. It's a little intimidating. First of all, I didn't know that you had to strap your arms down like Jesus. Well, they didn't strap them down, but they rested them on these tables extended out, which I didn't mind because it's like, where am I going to put them? You know what I mean? So I didn't mind that. Um, Someone wrote in and I minded it on the East coast. (laughs) They strap them down. Yeah, and I know. The anesthesiologist was like, I mean, we can, but like we usually don't unless, you know, like you're freaking out or something. When when they told us that in the, you know, the room before you went in, when you asked the question mm-hmm. and they were like, um, yeah, we strap them down. My anxiety kicked in. And I was, she said we can. They didn't strap them down. Yeah. And, yeah. And so when they even mentioned it, my yeah. anxiety kicked in and I was like, oh, God, I'm the wrong person to be. Here. Yeah, that that part out. didn't bother me at all. Because where honestly, where else are they going to go? Because my body, the rest of my body, yeah. my trunk was on a table only like wide enough for my body. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. any arm space on that table. Yeah. I, I, when I describe it to people, it's like I was on a skateboard my legs and shit were like on a skateboard because it swiveled oh, rapidly <laughs> rapidly swiveled from side to side while they were yanking on me it was on wheels that they were like fully greased up besides so <laughs> okay there's gonna be a little pressure and i was like your eyes got hella big and i thought you're gonna fall off the fucking table they were swinging me side to side <laughs> really this is fucking hard not what i thought was gonna happen <laughs> I didn't think there was going to be that much movement. No, and then they have, you know, the blue drape up and you're not supposed to look over it. Yeah. Obviously, it's to protect them. For you sure. Know. I don't want to see. Um, But when they pulled her out, you know, I snuck a photo. And a video. <laughs> and a it's video. Ve- I have them. They're re- like one of the pictures. I'm going to print it. It's really cool. It's like, a hella it's a cool very, picture. It's right when they pulled her out and... You know, there's some blood and stuff, but it's like a really cool picture. Yeah, you can I don't see think the you doctors. Can see too and, much. No, you can't see any private parts. So like, I, it, it's postable. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but it's it's a cool picture. It shows her and me, and then like the the doctors that delivered her. There were two, and then it shows like more and the more doctors mm-hmm. in the background looking at you crazy. Like, bitch, we told you we stop putting that phone over this drape. <laughs> we told you twice. <laughs> stop fucking doing it. You're doing it again. Um. I'm like, you need these. You yes. have to. It was just, it's hard to explain. It was, the baby was, Santana was born the day that it was dark all day. Yeah. It, yeah, it was she the was. weird day. It was so dark all mm-hmm. day. And you go in the room and it's so serious and. And cold and bright. And cold. It felt like I was in a spaceship and aliens were about to probe and prod me. And it, it was a very intimidating setting and yeah. i started crying yeah as soon as they took because they took me in basically they had to hook me up and get me all the way ready in fact i think they cut me they did before they brought her into the room so i'm in there and you know i have to like hunch over like a turtle so they could do the mm-hmm. spinal tap and i'm just crying because i'm like scared and it's hella intimidating in yeah. that fucking room it felt like a spaceship 
And I was just like, what the fuck? And then I, I was finally I said, are you guys going to go get her? Like, right. cause I knew they were already cutting. You were already laid down cut yeah. when they when I was able to walk yeah. in. So then I heard like laughing or something. Of course, this bitch is like <laughs> cracking a joke. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> so I relaxed at that point because I'm like, they're bringing her in. You know, I get nervous. And yeah, I'm but, you know, they tell you like when we cut you, there is a chance we can accidentally yeah. cut the baby like it happens. So um, if it is, it won't be a bad cut. But, you know, it could happen. Luckily, it didn't happen. Yeah. But even that was like scary. So. I didn't like uh, the worst part for me was the way your legs feel and your legs and feet. When they do the spinal tap, they feel heavy, but you can still feel them. So you can feel touch and they're tingly, like as if your limbs are falling asleep, Uh -uh. but you can't move them. You can't even wiggle your toes. It's the most claustrophobic, panicking feeling. I was about to have a panic attack just from my legs and that feeling continues for about three hours after the procedure, I had to like keep waiting for them me to regain the feeling back and the tingling to go away. Mm. Oh, it was the worst. That was the worst part of all of it, I think. Yeah, it was just so intense. And then you hear we heard the baby cry and then we cried. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I started cleaning her up, we went right back to being intense and just sitting there. And yeah, I felt so bad. You were so nauseated. Yeah. And I it, was almost, I, well, I was dry heaving before they brought you in. Oh, God. So they said that might happen. And, you know, I had already taken my regular nausea medicine that morning. Didn't work. So they had to give me more through the IV and shit. They were like, don't worry. That happens. Like, it's common. But, uh, And scary, then they almost fucking scary. killed you with pain meds. Oh, my God. Yeah. So after I'm in the recovery room and they're giving me fentanyl. And so, you know, I'm telling them, like, I'm still in hella pain. I'm still in hella pain. So they're giving me, they told me they could give me a dose, like, every fucking 20 minutes or something. Because it doesn't last long. But they were hitting me with so many doses. And it you was slowing them, down. You kept telling it's just making me dizzy, but I'm still in pain. Yeah, it's not helping the pain at all. So it's like, I'm telling you this. Like, how about we switch it up and try something else? Yeah. Not keep giving me more of the same thing. Yeah. So it it started to slow down my breathing and my breathing got so shallow that like the alarms kept going off. And I just remember being told 500 times, Maria, you need to take some deep breaths for me mm-hmm. because I would stop fucking breathing. So they ended up keeping me in there watching me for an additional few hours. I was crying cause I could tell, I kept telling them if I fall asleep, I'm going to completely stop breathing. Cause I ke- I'm awake and I keep stopping. Yeah. So, um, that's how overdoses happen, kids. Um, yeah. syrup does that. And, um, other, is it an opioid? Yeah. That's how people die from opioids. You stop fucking, your body just relaxes so much. It stops breathing and it forgets to breathe. And that's what the fuck I was doing. And it's a terrifying feeling. While your legs are fucking, you can't move your legs. On top of that. While you're Mm -hmm. in hella pain. Oh, Yeah. Just one more fun thing to deal with. So, Finally, they kept me until all that wore off, uh, Mm. the fentanyl. And so once that wore off, then they were like, okay, we'll move you to your room and we'll give you something else. And that's when they started giving me Oxy. 
which I was like, why are, what happened to Norcos and like Vicodin and Turks and shit? Like, why are you, what, really? Oxy? Like, ain't that for cancer patients and shit? That's like hardcore, right? They gave you, can we build our way up to that? Uh, They said they were giving you Roxy because there's no Tylenol and because they were giving you Tylenol and Motrin. Separately. Yeah. So they didn't, well, they were supposed to be until the lazy fucking nurses were doing it all together. Oh my God. There's so many things wrong. A lot of shit. So I went to John Muir in Walnut Creek. And the reason is because anytime I'm sick or have an injury or anything, it's a little out of my area, but I go to that hospital because I like that. I'm in and out fast. I'm treated really good. I always rave about the nurses and shit there, the staff. It's clean. It's it's clean. Yeah, it's just a better hospital in my area. This, I would have done better at at fucking altibates probably because there were so many incidents of weird shit that i should not have had to fucking deal with so first of all everyone was so everyone that came in the room had to look at your tattoos right and they all want to know a story and they all want to ask questions about who the people are fucking dying right and it's like i get it but at the same time like read the room like your timing is not appropriate not at all um if i'm crying for something you know what i mean like just i don't feel like fucking telling you who these people are that i have tattooed on me yeah <laughs> and I, you know i'm used to it because i go through it everywhere but like i just i feel like the timing was really bad i shouldn't have Very. had to tell you a motherfucking story every nurse that comes in it's nina simone it's nina simone who's nina- that like i mean google yeah, yeah why why though what what the fuck does it matter like do you like the tattoo cool thank you like what the fuck does it matter who it is if you don't know obviously i'm not gonna give you their biography about who the fuck they are and why you know while i'm in hella fucking pain damn yeah it was just a lot of shit i attract weirdos anyway i've always said that um i think um probably the worst was uh we called her methy but um the one who was really invasive. Yeah. <laughs> there was one that was especially drawn to me. And, um, you know, she wanted to make small talk and shit, but she also went beyond, she crossed the line and she went beyond what she should have been doing. She was a fucking nurse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you first get checked in, you go over existing medications you're on, things that you ended, whatever. This person went into my medical records and looked up like a diagnosis of PTSD and proceeded to ask me like, oh, you have this? And I'm like, yeah, I do. While you're in pain recovering in your bed. Yeah. And I and she goes, well, why? Well, what happened? Like what? And she had her little own personal notebook that she pulled out of her fucking scrubs and she's making notes. And I'm like that's just one of my she didn't mention any of the other ones she mentioned ptsd and i'm like yeah i have that and so she's like okay but what happened to you and i'm like it's from childhood and it's also from adulthood like what i don't know what you want me to tell you didn't she say what does it involve sexual she said was it sexual (sighs) multiple times and i said no and when i said it was something from childhood she goes something sexual and i said no 
And then I said, I also was assaulted um, as an adult. And I, you know, I went through something really bad. I, you know, I have it also from that. And she's like, well, was that sexual? Asked me three different times. It was really fucking. And I said, no. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, this isn't even your place to be fucking asking me about anything in my medical records like that. No. That was one incident with her. Then um, a couple days later, she had that her trusty notebook and she was like, "Okay, so I see here that you used to be on, you know, A, B and C. And she starts naming these these medications to me. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been on them in almost a year. When I found out I was pregnant, I discontinued all meds that I was on. I'm not on anything right now, but fucking, you know, I was taking stool softener, prenatals and like Zofran. Yeah. That should have been the end of that conversation. Yeah. So she proceeds to ask me how many milligrams of each one. And I'm watching her write it down. Mind you, it's still in my file you were snooping through. So then she's like, okay, I'm going to call in and see if we can get these. And I looked at her and I said, that's not how this works. No. And she said, what? And I said, that's not how this works. You can't give me a dose of these now. And I don't have them at home. Like I have to, I have a system in place. I have to meet with that doctor that prescribed those to start them back up again. Yeah, you, you don't just, just can't give go me... in full force either. No, and these aren't pills that you take as needed. Like, you know no. what I'm saying? So I said, no. And I told her that's not how this works. So she looked at me hella dumbfounded and like... I was like, don't worry. Like, I have that under control. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she mentioned it to the next incoming fucking nurse. And I'm like... She was really obsessed with um, your mental health history. Yes, yes. Like, overly um, invasively obsessed. Yeah, like, this is not your fucking place, bitch. You give me what I'm prescribed right now while I'm in here. And check the baby's vitals. And check the baby's vitals, check my motherfucking blood pressure, and get out. Like, that's what you should be doing right now. Like, every other one that comes in on their yeah, shift it, this bitch it went was creepy up yeah it was it was inappropriate is what it was because bitch if it was some sexual trauma you're re- you're triggering me you're you sitting here fucking, crying yeah you don't ask me about some shit why do i have this diagnosis and three times was it sexual do creepy. you want me to tell you i was raped bitch like what the fuck are you pressing for yeah we kept making jokes like what the yeah fuck? you weird ass bitch so that <laughs> That was just a part of, like, the awfulness that I experienced during my stay. It it um, was a, it was a five days to remember for yeah, sure. Yeah, so whatever. Um, it, I'm happy. I mean, you know, it could have been worse. I always say that. Yeah. I'm happy the baby's here. I'm happy we're healthy and everything was fine. And as much as I have to complain about, I, I also have more that I'm happy yeah. about. So it's fine. She's um, pretty amazing. My, my pelvis pain went away almost immediately, even though I'm still kind of stiff and shit, and it's really hard to get up and down. It's from my incision. Yeah. You know? um, and my boobs, God. Engorged is not even the fucking word. Like, I felt bad looking at you laying in the hospital bed. The poor, b- yeah. the baby's head. <laughs> your boob is like five times the baby's head. The size head. of the baby's head. Like, if I was breastfeeding. You'd suffocate her for yes, sure. Yes, yes. For sure. Yeah. And the thing is, my boobs didn't even fill up with, like, you know, milk or whatever until the day I was going home. Yeah. So then they got hella hard. They still haven't leaked not one bit. Oh, I well, re-pierced them after a few days. After, like, three or four days, I re-pierced them while I was there because they were starting to close. And, um... The next day after that is when they got hella heavy and just 
it's a nightmare. It feels like my lungs are bruised and I'm not being dramatic because I can't take a deep breath. And when I do, it's like my body will stop me and I get shot with this pain. It's just like a sore pain. It shouldn't hurt to breathe. You know, it makes me think how large breasted women yeah. you know like yourself when you're engorged now the imagine keeping milk in your boobs for fucking eight months to the, a year the day, what the fuck? yeah the day that they got hard and everything i thought i was having a panic attack because i was like i can't it feels like something sitting on my chest the, definitely was and i can't take a deep breath i can't and but at the time my boobs weren't hurting yet mm-hmm. so i was just telling the nurse i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on but i cannot breathe and so you know, they were watching me or whatever and had me sit up. And then I, by the end of that day, I realized what was going on. And Ugh. I was like, oh, it is showing up. Yay. Mm-hmm. It took, it just took like four days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's where I'm at now. But it feels a little better today. And Good. every day I feel a little better, you know, recovery body wise. Um, my incision was feeling like fire. Yeah, like hot fire across my it body. It looks really good, though. When they did it, I looked at it. It looked really good. Yeah, I mean, it's a good position and everything, but I have purple bruising around yeah, it. I look like I got good. mangled. I look <laughs> fucked up. I look really... Oh, did my mic shut off? Uh-oh. Wait, there it goes. It's on. Um, I look really fucked up. Yeah. But, you know, I just have to remember, like, I'm still healing. It's only been a couple days. Yeah. Like, don't freak out. <laughs> but I'm also looking at myself like, damn. Yeah, give yourself at least. Am I going to look least... like myself again one day? Yes, for sure. You always bounce back really good. Yeah. And I just want to say, anybody that's had a C-section, you're a fucking you're trooper. You're a warrior. Seriously. And you get all of my respect because I, I didn't know no. that it was going to be like this. No, my... 20 stitches in my crotch area i would take those any day in a heartbeat. any fucking a day fucking over heartbeat. a c-section yeah yeah this is a whole different set of um rules con- concerns and and Fuck. shit to experience yeah someone had messaged me and was like oh because she also had placenta previa mm-hmm. and and we were kind of like close in you know pregnancy times mm-hmm. and so she thought she was gonna have to have one but hers moved at her last appointment she found out i said hey thank god because you don't want to do what yeah. i just did <laughs> you know some people are okay but i would just hate for anybody else to to go through what i did because i yeah. feel like i had it kind of rough yeah the doc the one of your doctors that came in remember she said that we give women the option now mm-hmm. she said we call it too posh to push yeah what women Bitch, that you request c-section uh-uh. request them you better push push it yeah don't take the chance because this shit is scary i'm really thankful you let me be in there it was a really cool experience but motherfuckers you said there was like a lot of blood on the floor there was a lot of blood on the floor i looked to the right there was blood clots on the floor there was hell of bloody gauze and towels and apparently to make sure that they don't sew one up in you um and to determine how much blood you've lost they weigh them before and then they weigh them after so uh, while they were stitching you up, I was watching them. I, you know, of course, I'm not saying anything to you, but I'm watching them and they're picking each one up and they're weighing it. And then they put them in these pockets on this um, holder. It kind of looks like a shoe rack you would put over the door, you know, those but it's plastic a, it's ones. It's the bloody towel version mm-hmm. to count them. Yep. 
and they're putting those in there and um there was hella blood on the floor they wiped it up though before they got i saw them wiping it up but it it's just really good that they put that drape up because yeah. i'm a bitch that i would faint i fainted when i got lip injections before i fainted at the bodies exhibition in vegas um yeah i would have fainted so it's really good that they put that up it was pretty cool when they you know let me go over and see the baby in the warmer and take a photo of her yeah um and of course you know when i'm walking back i have to look and it's it's, it's kind of cool yeah but the gross the the sitting at your head and i think um just seeing everything around but not what they're doing like and then you know your reaction of course you're not feeling good you're you know you're hurting mm-hmm. it's making me hurt and it, it just it was a wild fucking it was a wild ride for it was sure. a wild fucking ride one side of my incision hurts worse and they say that's because of the doctor yanking it like holding it open like <sighs> pulling it like I'm telling you, the other one is delivering and they're like, oh, yeah, that always happens. One side always hurts worse. And I'm like, oh, that sounds beautiful. The way you just described the way they're holding my gash open in my Dude, when they said you're going to feel some pressure and that fucking table went side. Oh, my God. I was like, like, are you guys going to flip me over? Yes. That's that's what what it feels like. I was like, she can't be that hard to get out. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Fuck. It was. But yeah, immediately I felt better. Like, you know, I remember how I kept complaining about my organs being up too high yeah. up in my lungs and shit. I was able to breathe better right away. My pelvis felt better when I stood up. <laughs> like all, all those ailments like just went away just like that. Yesterday, my granddaughter came over. She let me hold her. She was not crying and being Shut a brat. Up. Yes. And, you know, it's, I kept saying it's because I'm pregnant with a girl. And now that she's out, the baby's fine with me. She likes you again. Yes, yes. So it was hell. I was hella laughing. Like, wow, wow girl, that's all it took. You were just not having it. How, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. I'm just glad it's over. I know. I'm and glad I'm, it's over, and I'm glad I got a present out of it. And she's hella cute and <laughs> funny, so and a really good baby. And so. she has a, she has hair. Yeah, she does. They were right in the ultrasound. Yeah, she does have a lot of hair. But like her eyebrows haven't even come in yet nope. and her eyelashes and shit. Cause she's essentially, she's not done baking yet. Nope. So that shit's going to come, you know, in a little while. <laughs> the hair on her head though, she's quite a bit. Yeah. It's so cute. Yep. She's really fucking sweet, man. Yeah. I love her. I, on the other hand, am over here about to fucking kill somebody. Why? This nose stink, dude. Oh, it's God. like killing me. Yeah. I, um, like f- what like four or five days ago i started noticing it started when one of my cats was on my lap and i smelled like <laughs> butthole like um <laughs> nice really nice you were like oh this is your asshole i smell it must be you know that smell like when your uh earrings stink like your, you know um or Disgust. like yeah absolutely it's like probably one of the disgusting as smells i so i smelled it and i'm like where is that coming from i'm like damn leo you need to fucking clean your butthole better and i put him off of me a few minutes later (laughs) treating him bad like it's him i keep smelling it i'm like is it my bathrobe i take my bathrobe off i throw it in the washer i'm like i still smell it i push my lips up to my nose i'm like i go brush my teeth i wash my face i change my clothes i still fucking smell it it's inside my nose wherever it's healing it's in my nose 
that makes me feel panicky. Like I would feel claustrophobic Listen, and I'd be jamming something in there. It's brutal. It's fucking brutal. Um, especially places, while you're eating. Of all places to have a bad smell, you want to put it in my nose? In like, my fucking no. nose. I even took hand sanitizer, rubbed on my hands, shoved it up my nose. I was like, give me a reprieve, please. Fuck. So I messaged my surgeon and I'm like, hey, this is going on. And then today, I, you know, I've been checking. I don't have any fevers. But um, I started having. Did they write you back? Mm-hmm. I started having hella pressure and pain today. And mm-hmm. I noticed I was, my sinuses were irritated from like the smoke. Um, so, you know, I told him my concerns and he was, he got, you know, I have an appointment tomorrow at noon. Um, I just get scared about infection. I hope it's not. Yeah. Me too. I really hope it's not. No one wants to deal with that. I feel like maybe just give me antibiotics because I'm a Google doctor mm-hmm. and I don't want to risk it. Yeah. He was like, wow, I've never heard of anybody complaining about that, about a smell. Great. And you're I'm the like, lucky one. You're the lucky 1% that gets some weird shit when you're trying to heal. It would be like that. But it's, um, you know, it's going on like the fifth day of this smell. And it's probably like every 20 times I breathe in. Is it getting worse? No, it's just constant. And it's yeah. making me fucking feel crazy, though, because it's gross. And yeah. I can't make it go away. Mm. It's, it's they need to flush you out yeah and put you on something definitely that's my diagnosis yeah i'm gonna tell them what my doctor said mm-hmm. my doctor, doctor friend mm-hmm. yeah she recommends this yeah fucking disgusting mm. um speaking of weird medical shit did you read anything about there's a a nurse that worked in an ice facility yep. in georgia and she's blowing the fucking whistle Yep. There's a doctor. They call him the uterus collector. Yeah. Which is a really cute little nickname it's they've given disgusting. him. Apparently, he's giving women unknowingly uh, hysterectomies and sterilization without their fucking permission or knowledge. And this isn't the first time the United States has been doing this shit. It's happened in prisons um, a lot in the 60s and up through the 80s, uh, like sterilizing women without women of color. Absolutely. I was say, just going to say that. Yeah, let's be clear. Women of color. So apparently the um, immigrants in these facilities, if the women complain um, about menstruation issues, mm-hmm. they'll send them to the doctor under the guises of helping them and they're giving them hysterectomies. And surprise, now you're sterilized. Also, they are not treating or testing anybody in there with COVID symptoms. Right. Right. You fucking bastards. Right. Like as if you're not doing these people dirty enough by having them in these fucking facilities. Are we Nazi Germany? Because you yeah. know they sterilized the Jewish people. Right. Nazi Germany learned a lot from, from us. us. We didn't learn it from Hitler them. said that. They learned it from us. And they modeled their sterilization practices yep. after ours. Hitler said he learned a lot about how to do what he did yeah. from the U.S. and our treatment. That's charming. Of minorities, specifically black folks. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck does that say? Oh, my God. And now we're doing it again. And what? There's nothing. Nobody sees any fucking thing wrong with this. Right. You can't tell me. And now what's going to be done to correct it? Like, you're not right. going to compensate these women, I'm sure. 
like what life goes on we just be like okay we're gonna get rid of the the uterus collector and move on i don't know what's gonna come of it you the can't... news is even reporting it now so Good. like you know she's really uh taking the right avenues to get the stories ta- out there she's taking a huge fucking risk she's a black woman on top of it mm-hmm. and i feel like the world better protect her yeah you know seriously. what i mean um You can't tell me, though, that there was no higher ups that didn't know that this was taking place. These Mm -mm. are probably orders that came from higher ups. Oh, of course. You're not just performing these procedures like this without um, any authorization. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. It it just makes me feel just the fact that all of this is like it's not shocking. It's just the shocking part is that it's still going on in 2020. Imagine your ability to bear children is taken from you mm-hmm. without your consent or without your fucking knowledge. Your, your, all your woman parts are just taken. Yeah, it's mind blowing. That's not a reversal. People should be procedure. fucking charged. Yeah, there should be accountability. It shouldn't be allowed to just oh that oh the whistle's blown yeah stop. So we get rid of this doctor, but then what about all these women now that have been fucking maimed? And we're still going to keep them in these detention centers. I, it's gross. And it's it gives me a panicky feeling yes. because it's like you guys are getting away with too much. Way too much. We're disgusting. That's It's just so mind-blowing to me that there are still people who think America's the greatest fucking country. Right. And, and try to argue that. And in 2020, we're stealing fucking organs from immigrants. Right. That just makes me wonder, like, what other experiments are you doing oh on my people? Because these people are basically at your disposal. They're guinea you pigs. Whatever the fuck you feel like doing. Absolutely. Oh, you know, um, the United States has a history of experimenting on humans without their consent. The right. Tuskegee experiment. I mean, the list goes on. And um, we're fucking disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. And I hope... Um, I hope something positive comes from this. Maybe some change. How about maybe we don't hold people in fucking cages? Let's get rid of the facilities altogether, first of all. But, like, I hope the doctor's prosecuted. Fuck yeah. I don't get it. Like, you just, you lose that You take an oath. You swear an oath when you become a medical professional to fucking help and not hurt. Yeah. You're doing procedures without these women's consent or you're having him sign papers and they don't know what the fuck they're they don't signing. understand what they're yeah exactly. either way you're committing a crime mm. yeah it's gross um in other gross news did you read about cuties that that kids dance sexy dance shit on netflix um so i read it's a um i don't want to butcher this a senegalese woman Right. And I don't know. It's a Is bl- that the instructor. No. So it's a the woman who created it. it's a black woman from Africa. She's mm-hmm. Muslim and it's supposed to be a coming of a loosely based on her experience. Her come like a coming of age story of a little uh, black Muslim girl from Africa, apparently who lives in France. And, you mm-hmm. know, they're a little more open with sexuality there. Mm-hmm. And um, her father decides to take a another wife Mm -hmm. and the little girl's upset about it the mom's not happy about it so um she's i think she's 12 and she's trying to deal with that while also um deal with her own sexuality and coming of age and so she decides she wants to join a dance troupe Mm -hmm. and so um 
some of it is her dancing with her friends, you know, provocatively twerking, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a spoiler alert. And apparently um, once the little girl makes it into the dance troupe, meanwhile, she's dealing with her home life and mm-hmm. how it's affecting her. And the little girl, um, when she's on stage performing, she has a panic attack and all she wants to do is go hug her mom. And her mom's there and she's, she does that. I don't know if she finishes the dance, but um, in the end, um, the little girl doesn't want to go to the father's wedding to this new wife, so she's told she doesn't have to, and then the mom and hers... Did you watch this? You're telling the whole fucking movie. Yeah, (laughs) no, but I've been reading a lot about it from Mm -hmm. people who've watched it, and I've been reading a lot of different takes, because I saw this shit like, it's sexual, it needs to be pulled, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, but then I read a lot of reviews from... One of them was from an African woman, and then I read a couple of more, mm-hmm. and they basically gave a synopsis of the whole movie. And then, like they, you just did, yes. <laughs> and then they went on to say, you know, while some parts are shocking, and um, and I guess it's also I get it. Okay, I appreciate the story, but like, if there's parts that are provocative with kids dancing, pull it. I don't give a fuck. Retell the story, make it a little more not that. Um, the the advertisements for this we talked about before that got pulled Netflix had to issue an apology because it showed little girls in like provocative poses uh, uh, and I also read that that wasn't the original cover that Netflix did that as the cover whoever did it they yeah. had to apologize yeah so that was gross okay um, they apologized for it publicly everybody addressed it whatever um, but now so what I read is the the creator or whatever could be under investigation now. They're possibly opening up an investigation into, I don't know if it's the filming of this mm-hmm. film or whatever, but um, so it's inappropriate enough that they, they're looking into it and they're looking at it like... I might watch it for myself that, Like to there see. could be some <clears throat> crimes. Yeah, I was shocked to see it's still up. And the only thing I saw people say is that... Um, <sighs> You know, when we film movies like that here, like, remember we had kids and shit like that that was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors were a little older and they portrayed Well, yeah, those were teens people. and that was also an indie film. Um, like, uh, that was different. That was an underground film that wasn't, like, released, you know what I mean? Like, you had to really try to get that. Yeah, that movie creeped me the fuck out. But I guess that's what they were saying is maybe use um, apples and oranges. Those older are, these children. are not little last kids. Yeah, these are little kids that are like inappropriately dancing and dressing. And then I, I read that they were saying because um, it shows the social media influence and shit on, mm-hmm. and that um, while it's shocking and um, inappropriate and uncomfortable that. Um, this is what kids are fucking really dealing with and shit. Okay. Well, tell the story without showing it. Yeah. The, without having child actors. I doing just don't it. like, um, <laughs> let's do the, that. The crotch parts and shit, you know? Yeah. Any I don't of like it. That. Like, I don't, there's a different way to tell a story without showing that, you know, like even when you're having kids model clothing and shit, I feel like you need to be careful with how you navigate because there's, there's gross people in the world. And, you know, just as a mother, like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of shit. I, see I do want to watch pushing it. pushing those lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do want to watch it to see, but I don't know if I want to watch it to see. Yeah. You know, well, it's still up. So I want to see what they're talking about investigating. 
like what needs to be investigated. Yeah, I was going to say, what are they potentially looking for? Right. So I don't know. Maybe that'll be our homework to look into that and see what the concern is for a possible investigation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I could care less about the story. I get it. But, you know, you don't have to do all that in part of your storytelling. Kids being provocative is just gross. Like, that, there's there's no place for that. Um, Other shit with uh, people being gross. Boosie made a new Instagram. He listened to our episode last week. And he heard us say, why don't you just make a new one, You big dummy. Yeah, boosty boo. Why don't you just make a new page? So he was like, "All right." So you can piss more people I'll off. I'll do it. So he made a new one. So good, good to <laughs> now know. I saw a lot of people. He's posting like, "Y'all go follow it. Go follow it." Oh my god. Yeah, he's so a mess. He did, took our advice. Did you, uh, did you see Cardi B filed for a divorce? Yeah, and it upset me. Did it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I- there are a couple. Not only do I like them together as a couple, even though there's been infidelity and drama and all that shit. um, Anytime I see, even though it's none of my fucking business, I get sad when I see that couples that I like together have filed for divorce. Like, I wanted y'all to make it. Apparently, uh, you know, she had forgiven an infidelity twice that we know of in the past. Right. But apparently it happened again. And yeah. that's why she's like, Mm-mm. but it's like, you know who you marry. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, when you got with him and and that I mean, not saying she should deal with it, but it's like, I'm sure there's been a lot of shit that she just ain't spoke on. You know, you know what type of person you you, you fuck with. Yeah, I was reading some statements from her and um Apparently, she's really big on monogamy. And, you know, he keeps promising he won't do it again. And That's not realistic. He's fucking embarrassing her and shit, so. Yeah, I don't know. That's that what she said. She's He's fucking embarrassing me. And, you know, not respecting what we've talked about and agreed yeah. upon and shit. I just think that's not, if you, if you know someone's a cheater, then it's like you just accept them as they are and rock with it or Move yeah on. or you file or you do what she's doing file for a divorce it's unfortunate she's like i tried it yeah Mm-mm. apparently she's seeking um full legal and uh physical mm-hmm. custody of culture i wonder why she's doing that all these cats and shit is that what that is <laughs> yes oh no no you gotta <laughs> I go i see little paws get out <laughs> Yeah, so it's um, sad. I, they, it is. Aesthetically, they're a pretty couple. Yeah. Definitely. And just the way they interact with each other and shit. Like when they be on lives and shit, you could tell they, they're they really into each other and stuff. She and said, stuff. we have a really good friendship. Yeah. And then she said, um, I guess we fall to love. You know, people fall to love. Yeah. But then I read that, you know, he did it again and she was like, bitch, three strikes. There's been, a, I mean, there's probably been more oh, than for three. Sh- for but, sure. Um, I mean, yeah. There's been his some of his baby mamas exposed, like when he was still trying to fuck them <sighs> while he was in this marriage and shit. It sucks. I know. Well, you want to take a sad. break? Yeah, let's take a break. This I have is... some more shit to complain about. When All we right. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode is about. Mm-hmm. You know how I um went to the gas station the other day and I texted you and I was like, uh, the dude came up behind me and was like, um, caught you stealing. No bitch. <laughs> he was like, you know, keep up the good work with your show, with your guy's show. Yeah. 
And I was sitting there thinking because he had been standing in line behind me mm-hmm. for a little bit of time. <laughs> you and don't know how long he was watching. I'm like, did he see me pull my sweats out of my ass? That's <laughs> all I kept thinking. Did I he was see thinking, me? of course you did something inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know what it was. If you put a Red Bull in your purse or not, something inappropriate happened. You're thinking about digging your fucking, you don't even wear underwear. I know, so. but my sweats get stuck on my ass every once in a while. Did he watch me digging my butt? Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You're going to have to do better when you go in public. you got to be a fucking better person. Stay out of the bushes. You're stay, hella uh, stay trashy. From behind, yeah, please. Stay from behind stores. Stop wearing clothes with holes in them. And you talk shit about Don't your dad. Don't walk out of stores with Red Bulls, yes. bitch. Knock, Knock it, it off. off. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want any more reports coming back of your behavior. I thought about that for like a good like, hour. What did I do? Like, fuck, did I do anything <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> That's a real concern. It really is. Hey, you guys. Shit is heavy in the world right now, and some days it feels like it's falling apart. I know for me personally, my mental health has taken a huge hit lately. If you're stressed, dealing with anxiety, anger, grief, trauma, maybe some relationship issues, or even having trouble sleeping, this is where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is online counseling that is there for you 24-7. Join the already 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Eliminate that sometimes awkward feeling of sitting in an office waiting room and connect with a professional counselor in a private environment through text, email, or video chat. If you're not happy with the counselor you get, you can always request another at no additional charge. So I have an update. Remember the Marty Jannetty wrestler story? mm -hmm. So one of our listeners, Gunner, sent me an article, and apparently it was all bullshit. He said it was for a uh, wrestling storyline. How old is he? Old as fuck in his early 60s. Like 60s, right? Yes. You old lying fuck. <laughs> and you made it hella derogatory yeah. and hella for involved. What? Yeah, for what? The police need to arrest you for wasting fucking time. Yes. Because they opened an investigation, right? Yeah. Off your yeah. bullshit. Yes, they started looking into it to see if there was any missing persons. He's just fucking fucking with people. Right. Sit your old ass down somewhere. You're ruining my love for the rockers. (laughs) You're tarnishing my memories. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Fucking Um, dicks. So Black China, did you see she's doing music? No. All right. Listen, so I'm not mad at that part. Right. Do music. Whatever. You have a hella huge following. You've already done reality TV. Um, you don't, you know, whatever. Why not? There's a lot worse people doing fucking music. You know what I mean? Right. So I saw a clip of a music video and she's doing a song featuring Too Short and Keek the Snake. (laughs) And I'm like hella confused because you're not from here, Mm. but you take two prominent Bay Area. You know, I'm not mad, whatever. Um, so they're in the video with her. Right. And, um, Basically, the song, like part of the chorus, I think, is she took a bar from a Keek the Sneak song. Mm-hmm. 
and she's like saying it through the song or whatever so that makes sense right why you would have them in the video you know whatever good i'm glad get get a bag out that bitch but jeffree star is all up and through the video come on did you fucking hear okay you know he's a millionaire right he has hella money of course a racist bastard millionaire yeah do you know i read um i don't know if this is true but i read recently that he applied for a small business loan during the pandemic and he got it i wouldn't be surprised he's such a millionaire bitch trash ass human gross taking shots at his boyfriend's baby mama like on social media that's so fucking gross and i was like damn like black china are you that much like i don't think why why is he even i don't think yeah that's what i'm saying y'all ain't besties to my knowledge not that i'd be hella up in y'all life like that but He's all up and through the video. And I was thinking, is it because he's all in the media right now because of the drama? So you're such a media whore that you're putting this bitch all up in your video. Don't give him no extra shine. Just like, uh, you know, Cardi threw Kylie in there. Basically. To milk that following. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But why do you want... Don't be associated with a racist. And in terms, I guess... I don't get it because why do you want his followers? Obviously, they don't care about racism. They don't care about fucking black women, black people. Right. Fuck him. It's shocking how many people of color are cool with him and defend him. And it's it's disappointing as fuck. It's gross. I'm not, you know, I'm one of those people. I still ain't wearing Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still, once you show me that that's your views or whatever, I'm done. And it's not hard for, mind you, I'm not, I'm talking like I'm a celebrity or something. Like, (laughs) I'm not being his friend no more. Like, don't call me ever again, Jeffree Star. We're not making any more YouTube videos (laughs) together. You're not coming on our show. No. But no. Stop asking. Seriously, though. Like, it's not, you know, so I just don't understand. Why would you want to be a Associated with that trash like there's videos everybody could google and pull up of him on youtube calling people As the n-word adult. calling people wetbacks calling Apes. people yeah like come on that wasn't that was as an adult also like some bitches were trying to defend him like oh he was a kid then no that was a whole fucking adult when yeah. that happened yeah and his apology was never sincere like because i don't he give a did fuck. it again after the apology exactly if and his- when you apologize after you're outed it's not um the same as if you just took it upon yourself yeah. to be like hey i have a history of when i was ignorant back in the day or you know what i mean like yeah. there's a different there's a way you go about it and i feel like he's just fucking trash like why you do that get him out the video and don't have him out here i get it like you got these two you know bay area celebrities on the song and shit i hope y'all didn't shoot that shit out here he's not welcome i said it right (laughs) shit (laughs) that ugly ass ghoul i um i I guess money talks yeah like like that's what you want to do though like you you could get other people a Your lot first of people song fuck you, you put out? Yeah, you could get so many other people. Hella people fuck with her. Like, why would you choose Jeffree Star? He's not Gross. even a musician. Gross. Ugh, looking hella dumb in the music video. I can't stand him. Yeah. Fuck Jeffree Star. Mm. And some more complaints. Fucking. <laughs> We're J- on a fucking roll today. J.K. Rowling. Bitch. You know what? You Tired heard about of her. It? Yeah. So she already uh, hates trans people. She made a a new book and it's called Troubled Blood. 
And it's about a cis man, a cisgendered man. Is that the proper? Yep, a natural or a born man. That dresses up as a woman to kill people. people. So it's very fucking, um, the whole plot line is very anti-trans. Especially after she's already. beliefs. Yeah, she screams that shit from the rooftops. Trans women aren't women. Yeah, and it's like, you you nasty, you need to go back. So it feels very intentional. Hell yeah, it's intentional. It's absolutely. Absolutely intentional, especially after all the shit with her Twitter and, yep. you know, so it's like, bitch, you need to go back to being homeless and writing Humble your, your, your stories self. on napkins again, because that was the story that was all moving and shit. When I'm glad I never watched Harry Potter in my life. My, I'm glad and I'm mad I bought a butterbeer at fucking Universal Studios. <laughs> Punk bitch. And I hope you didn't get a percentage of my $5 purchase. Because fuck you. It sounds really good, though. Fuck. It's just cream soda. The fuck out of here. It's literally cream soda. It's probably A&W. Get out of here. bitch. Fuck that bitch. So, yeah, I read that. And I was like, you know what? You know what? Your brother is actually the one that sent it to me. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, I feel like. Why do you give a fuck about someone else's About anybody existence? else's life and existence. And exactly. What, Why are you so troubled and, and who bothered? And are you to quantify anybody's um, gender association right. and whether or not it's real or not? You're a fucking cunt. You are. You're, You're a, a piece miserable of actual cunt. shit. And I feel bad for any of my friends that have Harry Potter tattoos because I know a few of them my do. My mom really loved the Harry Potter. Will loved Harry Potter. Naya read Harry Potter. No more. No, should see how that's she's out. No fucking more. That shit just, it's it's um irresponsible. Oh, we won't celebrity. be purchasing any more shit. No, no, not saying the people that support it. her as the, oh yeah the platform that she has. It's irresponsible use of her celebrity obviously or, being homeless you know, didn't humble you no, or make you it didn't teach you anything to be a nice person. yeah about being a good person you, you're just garbage and you need to go back to that i hope nobody i hope that book flops mm-hmm. stupid bitch. side eye anybody that purchases that book and tell them because a lot of people might not know yeah. you know what i mean so tell them how much of a piece of shit she is yeah and why i'm sorry you can't support it no more i know no more of that you bitch um, I had a bit of a, not a revelation, but like I, I changed my mind. Um, I, ch- you know, as we grow older, I've been ignorant about a lot of shit growing up. I'm always the first one to say it. And, um, I saw a meme that was like going, I, I guess it's a meme. It was like a, a post basically of someone explaining how offensive it is and how people need to stop shaming people that live with their parents as adults. Yeah. I grew up really doing that because that's kind of what I was taught. And you turn 18, you get the fuck out. Yeah. And because I never had the option to live with parents. So it made me even have that attitude even more like, oh, go, you live with your mom, bitch. Like, shut up. When you pay big girl rent, like that would be my line. Like when you have, when you pay some big girl rent, you could talk to me, bitch. Like you got parents taking care of you. And part of it was bitterness because I never had that luxury. I never had that fucking option to live with family as an adult and stack money. But culturally it's very fucking common and it's very offensive to other people's cultures to shame that kind of uh lifestyle and 
bond and and living arrangement a lot of filipinos are like that a, a lot, lot of latin Indian. people a lot of asian people and honestly it benefits the families like it For makes sure. the most sense why are you trying to shame somebody into paying a stranger rent like it when you really step back and think yeah. about it like it's ignorant as fuck and i'm guilty of it i used to be one of those people that would try to shame people and be like you're not a real adult unless you live on your own and fucking struggle pay a stranger's mortgage you know what i mean because that's basically all it is um you should absolutely if you have the option you should absolutely help your family out and live with them live at home as long as you can yes if you have that option utilize it like i posted it on my story a lot of people responded and i was like hey you know they thanked me like this made me feel better about it because i'd be embarrassed to say i live with my grandparents or whatever and i said no i wish i could live with my grandparents and have that option if you have that option utilize it and have that bond with your family and fucking who like who better to help than your fucking family you know when we were in between houses um when stevie was a year old and we were looking for another house to rent but um we had to be out by a certain time Mm -hmm. and um it wasn't overlapping so we had to move in with mark's dad and we decided to stay there for a year or two Actually, when we got married, we were still living with uh, my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, he was so excited to have us back. Yeah. He was so fucking excited. And, you know, we always talk about how at 18, you're not an adult. It's, at 23, yeah. you're not a fucking adult. Uh, mentally, you're not done growing. Culturally, it's a very white thing to break that bond and push your kids out and expect them to never come back. And I've learned that just from having family of so many different races, friends of so many different races, like it's literally only white people that I've seen that are so adamant on getting your kids the fuck out and not letting them come back. I come from a family that um, is very detached um we're not affectionate at all i've talked about that before um we're not very loving and close at all yeah and i've always kind of like felt sad about that when i see other families that have closer bonds and um i definitely come from a family that's like when you reach a certain age you get the fuck out and you never come back when i moved out there was a point um, after I got a divorce that I wanted to move back into my bedroom at yeah. my grandparents' house, I was told no. Yeah, I remember that. And there was a point where I was like homeless for a little while because I was fucking told no. And it was such a shock and a slap in my face. Yeah. And I was like thinking to myself, no one else's family I know would do them like that. No. You literally have two empty bedrooms in your house. Empty. Yeah. And I'm offering you money and you're telling me, no, I cannot move temporarily move back with you. So my life was a lot. It was hard at one point because of it. I was homeless and it was like, I mean, I'm not going to go into details of all that, but it was not a good time for me. And um, I even stayed with my mom temporarily. And then I was told I had to get out of there. So it's like, it's, it's very weird. And it made me just reading that post made me realize like what kind of family I come from and then what kind of family I would want and what I'll do for my kids. You know, like 
now I would never turn, you know, like I, I don't care if you're 30 years old, like you can always come to my fucking house. I've told the girls, as long as you're working or going to school. Yeah. Or, I don't want you to be a bum, but I'm never going to tell you. No. You live here. I, I don't care if you fucking live with us forever. Yeah. You know, as long as you're doing something. Right. You're not going to sit in the house and fucking drink beer and you right, know right and be a bum right that's my biggest fear i don't want my kids to be like fucking not taking care Productive. of themselves and yeah yeah i want you to t- you know take care of yourself and earn money and be responsible in that sense but i'm never gonna tell you you can't stay never. with me even if there's no room we'll make room like you can live we in the will living sleep room. in the bed like, together that's what i'm saying like yes. i would never tell my fucking kids no it's so weird so yeah. you guys um if you're like i was and you fucking laugh at people adults that live with their parents or you like th- really think about that we're a little bit jealous when when you're laughing and talking shit, I think a little bit, like you said, you were bitter. A yeah. little bit does come from fucking jealousy. I think so. You know? Like, I never had that luxury. Right. I don't know what that feels like. Right. Yeah, you should definitely. But, like, why not help your parents with their mortgage or your family with their bills? Or, you know what I mean? If you're going to be paying it to somebody, definitely pay it to your own fucking family. Yeah. Like. Uh, what also made me really think about that is my daughter, my older daughter, her, her partner, um had paid rent to his mother for, you know, over the years. I don't know how long, but she did something that I wanted to do with my son and she kept all that money that he paid her and then she turned around and gave it back to him and was like, here, do something responsible with this money. Yeah. And he bought my daughter a fucking car. Yeah, A nice did. fucking luxury vehicle. But, you know, um, I just think that's so cool that like to be able to do that for your kids. You know what I mean? Like I was like that idea too. I hate the struggle idea. I, I just hate that the you're idea not, that yeah. you're going to be a better. Um, you're not independent unless you struggle. Yeah. Or, and I, if, if my kids have any option to not struggle, I'm going to take that fucking road. Yeah. I, I know I what it feels like. I don't want to do that. You know, not to the extent that you do when. I wanted to move back home after my grandpa died. My my grandma let me so much so that my friend that was a contractor built a room in the garage for me. Yeah. Um, that's nice. It was. It was really fucking nice. And um, it's just it's it's a weird mindset when you're shaming somebody for like yeah being close with their family. Prop- like what? Props to you though for admitting and acknowledging and yeah you yeah. Know? I mean it's just it's something that I just I'm able to to do with a lot of shit because i you know i've (laughs) there's a lot of shit i was ignorant about i cringe sometimes when i think about the shit that i've shared like on social media and people send it such a different person now it's fucking embarrassing yeah but i'll be the first one to be like hey look like i'm not that person no more i don't even fucking know her yeah like um that is embarrassing but it just comes from a place of ignorance it's from not learning and not knowing any better yes So, you know, as we get older, I think we should always continue and want to learn and stay open minded. Yeah. About everything. Because you trust me in a couple of years, you might feel totally different. Um, My outlook on uh, I've talked about it before, but just on so many things has changed. Yeah. I think that's cool that you could be within five years, like a totally different person from who the fuck you were. When we were younger, I remember shaming sex workers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think about that and I fucking cringe. Mm-hmm. Cringe. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm looking at my list. <laughs> I got you um, guys. My list of bullshit. Thunder. Did only. you, um, Brianna Taylor? 
Did you read about that? The settlement. You know, it's crazy when they would rather pay you $12 million than Hold arrest, the murder accountable. Than arrest the people that murdered you. It's a message. It's a loud message. That's how I look at it. Thank God they got some type of something. Compensation. Something. Right. But that don't bring her back. No. And that I'm sure it doesn't make them um, not want her murderers in jail right. any less. And they had to sign an NDA to receive it. Is that right? Yeah. They can't talk about it. Wow, to add insult to injury. Yep. They're like, we're going to give you this, and you guys are going to shut up and not talk about so it. So it's clearly hush money. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. I didn't fucking know that. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Oh, my God. So what, you can't tell your story? You can't possibly profit off the what story the later? Or I don't what, you know, like interviews or write a book or you what? What does that include, I wonder? What terms? I know. Wow, I can't, I don't, I don't like fault them for taking that money though. I mean, it's something. Like I said, I'm glad they're getting something, but it's nowhere near what it should be. No, they should be in fucking jail. Yeah. Who knows how many other families they're going to do that to? Yeah. Yeah. It's a slap in the face for they're sure. A, they're I just, fucking wild cards. Yeah. I look at it like, um, we're not going to arrest them, but we'll do this. Like that's 12 million. That's very clear. It's a very clear message that mm -hmm. they're sending. Yeah. And those bitches are still putting on that uniform and going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it disgusts me. Fuck it you really guys. It really fucking disgusts me. Fuck you officers. Yeah. And fuck your relatives that are officers. Drop and fucking dead. And your friends dead. that are officers. And, all, and again, I don't give a fuck if you think they're a good one. Because if they're even if they're a good one, they know a bad one. And they don't tell. So they're all bad ones in my tell. book. Gross. Did you see Chris Evans? accidentally fucking posted his dong on fucking instagram who's chris evans captain america i believe captain america from the i don't know who the fuck that is avenger movies mm -mm. he's a handsome white guy mm -mm. he shared a screen recording um on his story but on the screen recording it wasn't no accident his gallery came up and you can see the thumbnails and you can see his fucking dong wow mm -hmm. that's my biggest fear is that I'm going to go through and um, accidentally Girl. post a nude. Biggest fear. At, you know, at one point, at one one of the Facebook updates, when you would, actually, I think now, when you go to post a video, mm -hmm. when it, when they first switch to this update, when you go to post a a photo or something, the, mm -hmm. your whole camera roll comes up, and I'm going to fucking shit myself. one and not notice it's highlighted, and then there you go. Everyone sees your fucking You know what vagine. scared me last night? I ain't been watching TV in my room for months, right? Like, it's, there was just a TV in there. But now that I'm home and I'm in my room more, um, whatever, I was using my fire stick. And it, like, when you let it go to sleep, like, Amazon will put a wallpaper up. Yeah. And it'll ask you questions or it'll advertise or whatever. And this thing came up yesterday and it said, if you want to feature your Amazon photos on as your wallpaper... Um, if you can click yes and you can adjust that setting now so that all of your Amazon photos will cycle through. As oh, a that's wallpaper. cool. Oh, for real? Because if I accidentally did that, my kids would be traumatized for life. They're going to go fucking jump off a bridge. <laughs> they are going to pack a suitcase and run away. I might. Bunny's going to take that baby and she's going to be running. Door. Yes, she's going to be hitchhiking somewhere on Highway 80 if that happens. So I was like, no. no I don't ask me again. Don't ever 
play with me like that again, Amazon. <laughs> Don't you ever, like, for real? It made me feel like they saw what was in there. And they, were, they like, were like, please <laughs> upload those. Accent, please roll over onto the remote and let it hit yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, no, because I went through your old phone. Oh, no. my God. Yeah, so I selected fuck no on the settings. <laughs> That's and- the third option, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck no. Make sure you pound that one really hard. <laughs> Break the remote. You hit it so hard. God. Um, I watched Queen and Slam finally. How was it? Oh, my fucking God. I'm not going to do like you. And te- Did you just take your shirt off? Yes. <laughs> okay, this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> this bitch just took I off have- her shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. While I'm talking. Can you not? It is hot. I feel you. But I'm not going to take my shirt. I have a sweatshirt with a neck cut out. And what I did is I took my arms out and I made it. She made it a Tied top. it into a tube top. <laughs> it's very it's distracting. Fuck. It's very fucking distracting. Can you open the window? I'm hot and I smell ass the whole fucking time. Oh, I'm God, dying. Please. I promise it's not me. <laughs> no, it's me. Um. <laughs> it's my nose. Okay, Queen and Slim. Uh, fuck. So it's on HBO, I mentioned before. I finally got a chance to watch it. I'm not going to tell the whole movie, but it's not what the fuck I thought it was. I no. thought it was a love story. I'd never bothered to read the description. So oh. I'm just going to say I thought it was just a love story. And that's what I was under yeah, the impression. Yeah, and I, I, I did know that it had a hella good soundtrack because people were talking about that when it first came out. And I, I pulled it up on Spotify before and it has a really, really good soundtrack. But I encourage everyone to watch the film. It's so fucking good. And I'm just going to say it's very emotional. Oh, great. Caught me off guard. And you I cried? was sobbing. I knew it. Snotty note. Snot running over my lips crying. Oh, to where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my um, mother. I was like, thank God. Bunny would be so embarrassed if she looked at me right now. Because she was. <laughs> they were asleep. And I was like, oh, my God. This shit hit hard. So really fucking watch it excellent okay i'm gonna watch it again it's so good <laughs> i'm gonna cry all over again yes it's okay so good so you guys i'll cry yes watch that for sure okay um we got some good write-ins this week let's hear them okay hold on it feels weird not having a nose ring in this side for the first oh, time that's in like right. 25 years because i lost the back that beyond wasn't that your first piercing um this, on your on nose this side no a stud on this side mm-hmm yeah but I, I switched it to the other side years ago, and this is just the first time. Not she wanted to be it. like Pac. Um, this one was funny. <laughs> I don't know if you will, but uh, it just says, "Crystal, can you talk about any big problems you and Mark had while dating and how you overcame them? You guys seem like such a perfect couple. It'd be nice to know you guys had some struggles along the way too. It gives me hope." I think you kind of have touched on some shit. Um, Honestly, we didn't have any struggles dating. Um, we didn't. He was fucking amazing. That's why I let him raw like, dog me. But, but like in the in the relationship. Yeah, period. no, the anger. You know that I've spoke about oh, yeah. a few times. He has. He's a fucking hothead, big yeah. time. And um, I think I think I have spoke about it. Where it, it's been a work in progress. It's been you know um shit like a six year fucking work in progress and it's finally um gotten a little better and 
Mark actually took it upon himself to sign up for therapy and to... um, You don't take no shit, though, too. Like, I think that... um, I'm very firm in what I'm willing to accept. Right. And I have to be like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just go with the flow. No. And wait around and hope it gets better. No. You communicate what your concerns are and you be like, hey, you have to do this, period. And, you, you know? Yeah. And, um... Because of how my PTSD is, it's not something that I can uh, work with. Yeah. Because of how it makes me feel and how it affects me so badly. Um, So that is something that we've dealt with. Um, You have to communicate. Like, your partner isn't going to know what you don't want to tolerate or be around if you don't talk about it. So. Anytime we have relationship questions, it's always come down to communication, no matter what the fuck the topic is. It is. And I'm going to tell you, you don't communicate when you're arguing. You don't communicate when you disagree. When you're both fired up, well, when he's fired up, uh, what I do is I'll ignore him. Or like a cool off period. Yeah. Or I'll fucking crack jokes and he gets more mad and then Mm -hmm. he cracks a smile. But we still, we won't. That's smart. You can't talk about hot issues while you're fucking hot you cannot, you're gonna get yeah. nowhere mm-hmm. someone's gonna get a shoe thrown at them because then pride comes in and yeah. then ego comes in and then like, i just know from my own experience yeah. when i'm in a rage you want to be the talk, winner i'm yeah and i'm gonna say anything ignorant or whatever to try yep. to make you feel bad and yep. like be the winner like i'm gonna do some dumb shit when i'm right. mad that i wouldn't do if i was cooled off so right. that's smart don't talk about serious shit when when you're in the middle of um like anger you'd be like okay we're both fired up we got to talk about this when we're not mad and yeah. go to separate rooms or if, if you don't have that luxury one of you go take a drive i can't tell you there's been a few times mark and i one of us has hopped in a car and just drove mm-hmm. because it's not gonna work out you're gonna say shit and anger that you really don't mean yeah for sure and then i'm so guilty of that you'll have a partner like me who will forgive you, but I never forget how you made me feel. Like, I'll remember it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just the my, I guess, the biggest takeaway is just fucking communicate when not angry. Yeah. I won't argue with Mark when he's mad. I won't go back and forth with him. Um, and, and, and I always say Mark when Mark's mad because I don't really get mad yeah. too often. Yeah. It's always one in the relationship that, yeah. that has, you know, the and temper. I, and I know how much... It's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how much of a hothead he is, so somebody has to be rational. Yeah. You know? It's a good balance. Balance, you know, the shit out. Um, but yeah, I would say that would be the biggest struggle. We've really never um, d- dealt with anything else just because... Again, I'm pretty vocal, and from the beginning, I was like, fucking one strike, you're out. I don't do... I'm really big into monogamy with Mark. Yeah. Um, there's no... Not, I'm not I, I'm not built to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and, be, and be able to get over it, I guess. That's good that you know that about yourself, though. Yeah. And you let it be known. Communication, again. Yeah. It's always... It's always communication. It always comes down to that. I think I could get over anything else. Yeah. Gambling, wasting all our money, fucking a drug problem, whatever. Yeah. So, okay, this is one. This one sent me. I was like, um, hold the fuck on. So, all right. 
Okay, so I'm an esthetician and I specialize in Brazilian waxing. Well, I don't really have one story, but I can think of multi- multiple gross situations that Hell I've yes. been in. I don't think you guys care to hear the in-depth deets, but basically the worst thing I encounter is poop. <gasps> no! G- grown women come to me for their waxes with doo-doo buns. No! Like bad. What? Emphasis three Ds on the bad. What? I absolutely never shame anyone because I'm a professional. I just wipe the areas I need to wax and move along. But I just cannot fathom how people can walk around with that much leftover poo just chilling on their b-hole. Sorry it's nasty, but you guys seem to usually have a gross segment in the mix. So I thought I'd share. (laughs) Perfect. We appreciate this. Definitely. If anything, I hope you ladies talk about this and maybe some listeners will think to wipe their booty extra good prior to getting a Brazilian. Definitely sucks to be me sometimes, but my job is super rewarding. I wouldn't change it. I make people feel good about themselves. Being hairless and smooth is an amazing feeling. Um, So why this is my thing. If I was to get a Brazilian wax, I would take a shower before I went. Just like mm -hmm. before I go to the gynecologist. Yeah, as a motherfucking courtesy. Just in case. Yeah. And I'm one, like I said, who will, I wash my butthole after I wipe with toilet paper. I wash, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. GP. Take the extra steps. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, you wouldn't go, well, I wouldn't go to the gynecologist without showering. Right. Beforehand. So I don't understand why you would, how do you don't feel the poop on your butt? This just brings me Doesn't back. It itch? This brings me back to work stories of mine mm. when I have yep. gone to do anal on someone and there's been toilet paper stuck to their butthole. And that's like a little surprise. We're I don't want like what the fuck? Like that's a little surprise like for real, you shit before you did this? That's like the worst you know, surprise ever. The, the worst. So it's like this, reading this is like, are you serious? You're not alone. A grown-up? Like, come on. And you and know, a woman. This I was just going to say yeah. it sounds bad, but I expect it more from, from a, a dude. Because they have hairy-ass buttholes yeah. usually. And they're, and they're gross in general. Like, you know, yeah. some feel like it's gay to really get up in there and shit. Um, from a woman and from you gonna basically put your butthole on display to another you have to person. do doggy style when doing a brazilian that, i didn't i didn't know that that's why i, I don't have one, one. but like, i'm nervous to do that but like what i know i don't get it so and, now they gotta clean you so wait that means you have poop stains um yeah if if you were if you're someone who wears a thong that means that your thong is probably dirty <gasps> I don't know. I just don't understand Listen, how that guys, happens. When you're going to Do we have to tell you get how a Brazilian, to clean your asshole? Like when, adults? When you're going to get a Brazilian, when you're going to the gyno, when you're going to have a dude lick your fucking yeah. soul out. Yeah. Maybe take a shower, at least a hoe bath. At yeah. least a fucking At the bird bare bath. fucking minimum. Wash your shit up before you go. Grab an oil volet makeup wipe and fucking rub your butthole. I mean, there's right. anything is better than than that but my my thing is did you not wipe till the toilet paper was clean because my mom taught me that when i was like fucking three i just want to say this esthetician is a saint um you're amazing thank you for not shaming shaming them them. yeah thank you for not turning them away yeah um and making that's hella big of her it is like you're a good person very Um, good person better than me because i would be like look hey did you forget you were coming today (laughs) 
You had a big lunch. You got me fucked Taco up Bell? right now. Taco yeah, Bell you got me fucked up right now. Did you know? Let me tell you why. Yeah, I don't. That's not okay. We're grown ups, and I don't fucking like it. Not, yeah, that's a and, surprise and, I don't and to ever say want. It was bad emphasis on bad. Yeah. Like, it, it don't sound like it's a uh, you missed a wipe. It, it makes sounds me... like there's a lot. So is it Did a, you a problem with your reach? Are you not able to reach that area very well? They got extenders. Get a fucking the ones that little people use. Those um yeah brushes. Get one. Get whatever the fuck you need. A sits bath. <laughs> get one of those from the hospital get the fuck out of order a sits bath and you fucking do that first because i don't want to ever see you again like this oh my god that's irresponsible i'm all mad you said get a sit that's because that's irresponsible cleaning Mm -mm. it is from adults yeah nobody should have to deal with that i gotta clean your asshole now before i wax you i just feel like nobody should have poop stains no that As doesn't sound comfortable. Like you're That's why gross. I said, ew. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's got to be itchy. Okay, moving on. I love listening to you girls so much. I do have a question. Question. Que- oh, <laughs> look who has the accent this time. <laughs> I do have a question on how I should handle a situation. My 15-year-old daughter told me this week that she is pregnant. I was a teen mom, just not this young. I don't know what it what to advise her can you guys give me some feedback on how i should deal with this and what i should say as a parent thanks in advance um so there's a lot of factors that that we we don't know you know what i mean like does this person this person does your child live with you (laughs) does this pregnant woman that you just met does your 15 year old live with you 15 is 10th grade that's young listen but as a mother of daughters probably up there with some fears and one of your daughters likes latino boys shut up bitch and i said of all boys to like the most fertile (laughs) the most horny god damn it uh um so yeah that's a concern we have daughters um i've had a 50 million sex talks with the kids already um they know to come to me when they want birth control Mm -hmm. uh that's why i make sure to make it open and not awkward okay but now i don't this happens what do you do call the cops (laughs) because i don't fucking know call the cops on yourself yeah take me to fucking Um, jail i would just say support her yeah whatever you got to talk to her and have a realistic talk and just be like look this if is the pros this, and cons of both. Right. And it's going to be hard as fuck at your age if you want to do this. I would probably, I'm not going to say pressure, but I would strongly urge, I'm going to say urge, not even strongly. I mm-hmm. would urge my daughter though. This is my daughter. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about, um, Your hair looks really pretty right now. The oh, way it's cascading. You. It looks very nice. Aww. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, I would urge my own child to get an abortion. Just. Be- wow, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I would that I would say, you know, it's your choice. I'm going to support you, whatever you want to do. But remember, I don't really like babies and I don't want to fucking help. True. I mean, I would obviously, but But that's not the life plan. You would have to be like, look, you're not going to get hella help from me. Like I can't. Yeah. You would have a different talk for sure. Uh, you know, uh, of course, I'm. It's, they're my babies. I'm going to help them. Um, but it's not what I want to do. It's yeah. not what I envision for them because I had my first daughter at 25 and I fucking struggled at 25 years old, you know, being a first time mom. I didn't fucking, 
Yeah. I didn't adjust well. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. it's just, I would just give a realistic, um, view of both. Exactly. And I would be like, this is what you will be in for. And it will be hard as fuck. And at your age, do you really think you want this right now? If you do, you know, this is what I can offer to help or what I don't expect from me. You know what I mean? Like, I would just have to have a real talk. I'm never going to be the one to pressure either way. I I would say what I would do. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I would say if if I was in your situation, I would get an abortion. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this is your choice. I I never want you to... um, have a decision taken away from you this is, right you know t- and then i would slip her some rohypnol and drive her to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> i would just I be wouldn't. like um you know it's it's your choice and it's gonna be harder if you do it right yeah. now but like uh, i'm we, here we don't know does this girl work she might work already does she, she might good be great right is she somebody that wants to be a mom this young because some people some people do want to and some people are great at being teen yes. moms some just aren't so it just really depends yeah, on what kind of person she is and how bad she wants that's it. a and really good she point feels ready because yeah i can't say um all teens are gonna just be fucked because some right great right so. there are some that really excel they still graduate they still yeah. have lives yeah, yeah and they really enjoy being moms good. Mm-hmm. so i would just talk to her and let her know what she's in for and then leave it up to her yeah, yeah. I, the best advice i can give you is to just support her yeah for sure don't um and that's what this sounds like she yeah doesn't sound like, now's not know. the time to scream and yell and say are you stupid because yeah we're you know what i mean just support her yeah um, and okay. good luck. Yeah, know, good with luck. Whatever. Um, okay, I have an emotionally immature brother. A thirty. Oh, <laughs> Crystal wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I have an emotionally immature brother, a thirty-six-year-old grown-ass man, and as a result, years ago though, years ago, and as a result, he's verbally abusive. I don't like talking to him or associating myself with him because of this. My family considers me a bitch and that I'm further influencing his actions because I won't learn to, quote, love and forgive him. My parents are very Catholic. I hate that the blame is being placed on me and won't drop the issue or respect my boundaries. I get Catholic guilt, but I want to stay true to my own morals and beliefs. Advice, please. So... This is a grown-ass man. Listen, my younger brother, Richard, you know I adore you. You and Will are my best friends. But there was a period before Richard got his shit together where he was a miserable monster. Mm -hmm. A toxic motherfucker. He launched a garbage can across the kitchen at me when he was fucking, we were having a verbal disagreement, I think over fucking dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, He was just miserable. But, uh, you know... Don't put, don't fucking, um, don't change your views to appease your family. If he causes you pain, you say, fuck you. We've said this before when we talked about racist relatives, when we've talked about any kind of toxic, insensitive relatives, um, parents even. Yes. If you are causing me any kind of fucking grief, you can go. And I don't care. And you're not acknowledging what blood we share. Yes. That does not grant you a pass to be abusive 
whether you're a sibling or a cousin or a fucking parent or I don't care who you are. Like if you're a problem and you're causing me stress because you're toxic, you can fucking go. Yeah. And then if you want to own it and fix it and be accountable later, we can revisit our your, relationship. Your parents are wrong for trying yeah. to pressure you into and accepting that's, abuse. That's where creepy religion comes in and yep. it makes you be accepting of bullshit. Yep. And I don't support that idea no not at all no so you stay away from that brother and you tell your parents i'm sorry but i'm making my own decisions as a motherfucking adult if you want to put up with him that's your kid you know what i mean you put up with his bullshit that's not your fucking kid no and as long as people are enabling him to behave like that he's going to stay like that the minute you know my brother yeah, moved out that's excusing he's that amazing shit. now you're enabling him yeah you're you're excusing yeah. him, him being a piece of shit no fuck no we don't support that. So, Fuck um, no. I, it sounds like you already know. You know what I mean? And your parents are just trying to make you feel bad for it. Don't, don't let feel them bad. do that. No. Because if they're like old school Catholics or whatever, like they, they're going to have views you're not going to agree with anyway that are beyond this. Right. So fuck that. Mm-mm. Oh, fuck that. A grown ass man. And you're telling me that I, I'm making him worse if I don't fucking put up with it. No, that's fuck crazy. You. That's craziness. Fuck you. Um, sorry, I'm just going through my... I can just finish singing. No, I'd, I'd rather you don't. You're not fun. Um, Players only love. Okay, this was interesting. You know what? Um, dear Patafria and Crystal, I'm loving you guys so much and currently Aww. listening to your podcast, which always makes me feel like, okay, life is good. <laughs> there are other people who feel the same. It's like a weekly dose of friendship and mental hugs. Oh, I love wow. you. I'm dealing with some post-trauma for years. I've done therapy and tried to work on myself a lot, but anxiety and fear still hits me on a daily basis. I was involved in some crime 15 years ago, and I know that nothing can happen to me, but I always fear when I have to go to the post office or open a letter, which in my head can be some bad news related to the thing I did and upset me, but since more than 13 years, there were no bad messages, but still this fear is haunting me. Since you guys had a very frightening and crazy past, sorry if I'm using the wrong words, but my English not at all. But my English is not that good. I was wondering if you had some advice for me and how to overcome the fear. I do not want to scare away my beautiful man, and we also plan on having a baby. I just want my mind to be okay and not think about scary bullshit. I love you guys, and I'm sending hugs from Vienna in Austria. Aww. So, first of all, that's hella cool. You're in Austria. Very <laughs> I, cool. I don't have any friends in Austria. That's awesome. So I know. Um, uh, This fear, okay, I don't know. I'm not diagnosing you, and I'm not saying that this is what you're going through. But when I have, like, a fear of something, I have OCD. So, when I have a fear of something, um, even if it's not a real concern, like it's something like a real uh, possibility. Mm -hmm. If it's something that I'm stressing off of or obsessing over, it's basically like playing something on like a recorder or like a whatever on loop. Mm -hmm. And it'll repeat itself over and over and over and over like thousands of times in my head over the course of like however long I'm worried about it until I can finally kind of talk my way out of tripping off of whatever mm -hmm. it is. That made me think of that feeling 
like constant worry about something Mm -hmm. um 13 or 15 years is a long time and it sounds like you already know the statute of limitations is already beyond right what you need to be realistically worried about so that should give you some kind of relief i think it's probably her guilt as well yeah yeah that's guilt true will kill you you know it will eat you up so that's true i know she said she did therapy but maybe do some more. more do more it will never hurt yeah yeah, I would do more. Um, for me, I feel like so I like I've done criminal shit in the past that I feel bad about now. But um, I look at it as I've done so much good that it's kind of balanced it out karma wise. Yeah, because I've kind of paid my dues karma wise. Like I've had bad shit happen yeah. to me. And so in my mind, I look at it like that happened to me because I did that. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, the scales are balanced right now. I think we're square. Um, I would just, if you can't, I mean, it sounds like this has been going on for a long time. So, maybe if you can't convince yourself that you're good now. Like, you're past that point of having to show up and ruin your fucking life, you know. Um, Just try to relax and just, you know, guilt, though. It's, it's a sneaky bitch. Uh, yeah, and I would definitely try some more therapy. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. And you can tell them, and not that I do therapy, but you can tell them without being specific about whatever yes. you did. Just don't You could just say, details. I did something bad, and it's yep. been haunting me for all this time. They can teach you coping, Yes, you know, strategies There's and shit. There's different types of therapy, too. There's yeah. Like- I want to say EDMR, but I'm probably getting it wrong. But there's different types of therapies they'll use to help you. Um, I know with PTSD mm-hmm. to help you um, retrain your brain how to yeah, respond. Yeah, for sure. So um, those are I, that's what I would do. Yeah, professional help at this point because yeah. it's gone on for too long, and Definitely. you don't want to be miserable like constantly right. having to fucking stress off this shit. Yeah. So <clears throat> definitely just try that and see yeah we wish you the best agreed sorry um let me see i'm digging out some advil probably do one more players only love you when they're playing can't even be sneaky about digging out fucking advil the fucking microphone Okay, this is somebody who wants to remain anonymous, which is totally cool. Okay. I mean, we, we keep everybody anonymous, yeah. actually, now that I think about it. Um, okay. Sorry, we're pulling from a phone real quick. Listen to the sounds of the Advil. <laughs> I've been thinking of writing for a minute because I recently lost a parent due to COVID-19 in oh, May. God. I'm very sorry sorry about that. And that's hella fucking recent. I'm sorry. I'm an only child, so I've had to take care of a lot of responsibility with myself and fiance, especially since my mother was grieving deeply. Growing Mm. up, I had two cousins who were raised as sisters. We did everything together. Babies, funerals, boyfriends, fights, all of it. I am the godparent to two of their kids. COVID added a lot of complications to arrangements because folks couldn't be there. Um, However, neither of them called me. Oh. Just text. I responded, but after the funeral, I was pissed to to see them on vacation or in large groups. Mm. 
I guess I feel no one was there for me and I got pissed, so I unfollowed them, changed my number, and refused to have contact because I'm really hurt. That sounds like me. Did I write this? Right. Um, I took on all of this myself and they constantly ask what they can do, but don't do it. I guess I'm just wondering what y'all would do and if I'm wrong for feeling how I feel. Love y'all. Look forward to the next episode. I don't feel um, you're wrong. Absolutely not. If uh, they were raised with you as sister. It sounds like you guys were the closest people to me. Mm-hmm. Damn near as siblings. We've done everything together, but I'm dealing with... Maybe they are like... Grief is weird. Grief Um, is very weird. weird. People don't know how to respond or act. I'm one of those people that I'm that meme that pats you with the broom and is like, there, there. Do you want water? Like, I don't know what to say when people are crying and shit. Some people I get very fucking weird. I will still reach out, though, and be like, if you can tell me something I can do to help you. You know what I mean? So I can't say that's the awkwardness is an excuse for them. I know she said that she's... um, They've asked what they could do, but they don't do it. I'm wondering, has she given them specific tasks that they can do? Yeah, it's kind it doesn't of doesn't sound vague. like it. Well, she said they don't do it. So, uh, so what I would do is I would reach out. These are people that you're close to. She already unfollowed them and changed her number and shit, though. But you, I guess it's not too late. I would tell them how you feel. I would yeah. say, look. Um, I looked at you guys as my closest people. You know, I was really struggling through the death of my parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so hurt. I felt like all you guys did was text me. You didn't even call me. That's such an awkward conversation to have. For me, I would be like, fuck you, bitches. I'm blocking all of you. I'm never talking. I would do what she did. So, because it's so awkward. So, I would ignore um, what I normally would do is I would just ignore. I would fucking power through and do everything I needed to do. But if they reached out to me again, I would tell them. Yeah. You know? Or be mature and be grown and send an email or something. That's like my dad dying and you fucking sending me a text. And then I go on vac- vacation and I'm partying in I large groups so during the pandemic after your parent just died of COVID. I That's for- fucked up too. Yeah. Bitch, you know my parent just died of COVID and, and you're, you're on vacation partying right now. Like, are you dumb? Mm-mm. Yeah. See, this has layers. Yeah. So... Leave it alone for now. Okay. Yeah. So I say leave it alone. If they fucking reach out to you, then you, you absolutely tell them. Yeah. You you lay it all out there. And make them realize how how they made you feel for yes. being absent during this fucking terrible how time for disrespectful you. Disrespectful it was for you to be on vacation gallivanting around yeah. other people when my parent just died from this from this virus. very real virus. Yeah. Yeah, they should be told. And then maybe that'll make them feel bad and realize that they fucked up. Gauge their response. You know them. You'll know if they're sincere or not. Mm-hmm. And I would go from there. But I, do you need to feel bad for doing that? No. 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 Because you always need to put yourself number one. Yep. And you are dealing with enough. Yeah. Sounds like you needed to handle this basically on your own. Yeah. And that's fucked up enough. That's a big load to carry. It's huge. That's fucking huge. Yeah. And that's really shitty fucking behavior. Yep. We don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry and proud of you for handling that and having to fucking bury a parent. And then support your mom. Yeah. You know. And uh, be the grown up. That's tough. Fucking kudos. But yeah, your cousins need to get it. Is it cousins that were? I think so. Whoever they are, they need to get it together. And don't be going on fucking vacation right now, stupid ass. Holes. Ugh. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, well, that's all I got. That's all I got. 
Um, oh, actually, I have a few new Patreon um, patrons. Oh, yeah, they're I'm Patreon gonna, patrons. I have, I have a few <laughs> new Patreons, you guys. <laughs> so, let me get my handy dandy notebook. Um, so, um, for friends that saw me naked, we have Carrie Snyder and Bella Emil. And then friends that will bail me out, we have Lovely510, Nancy, Stephanie Folger, the best part of waking up. That's unnecessary. I love that uh, last name. And then we have Harriet and Silver. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for um, joining. I've been thinking about posting pictures of the baby on Patreon before anyone else because you guys are we're part of a best friends club. Duh, you've seen us naked. Yeah. You're going to bail us out. Yeah, you deserve the pictures first. I agree. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So everybody else can wait. I like that <laughs> idea a lot. Um, please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. That helps us with our visibility and our placement and whether or not we can continue the show. <laughs> no, I mean, that's really one of the most important um, ways to support us is by yeah. doing that shit at iTunes. And word of mouth. Yep, because that's how they decide where we go. Yeah. And you guys decide where we go. Yep. Basically. Bottom, bottom line. And that's it. That's it. Thank you, guys. Next week won't be all about pregnancy and shit. We can finally get the fuck off that subject. I'm fucking sick of it. Tired, burnt. Oh, oh, nice. What is that? <gasps> you fucking cocksucker. Wow, we're really fucking unprofessional. You know, there's always fucking something. <laughs> so there you guys go. Fuck. <laughs> Suck it easy. Go to bed. Turn your goddamn ringer off. <laughs> Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.